Welcome to the Elevate Your Brand podcast, where we help online coaches learn how to elevate their brand, become the experts in their industries, so they can bring in more clients and create a life they want. I am your host, Chris Anderson. And if you want to make a difference in the lives of others, share this episode, go over to Apple Podcasts and follow us there to leave a positive rating and review, and together we can leave a bigger positive mark on the world. Hey, welcome back to another recording of Elevate Your Brand. I'm Chris Anderson, your host. Looking forward to this episode today. Going to be talking about how we can maximize our profits in our businesses with our guest, who he serves as the chief probability officer for small business owners on a fractional basis. He's a certified profit first professional, and he also helps business owners implement that system. He helps business owners transform their businesses from a cash-eating monster into a money-making machine. And that's all we all want, right? No more cash-eating monsters. He ensures your business is always profitable and you as the owner gets paid. Rocky, welcome to Elevate Your Brand. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Excited to be here with you today. Yeah, absolutely. They call you the profit answer man. And so we're hoping to get some answers on profit today. What kind of got you to to doing what you're doing with profit comes first, though? So I've always been in the money space in a sense. In other words, right from a young kid, I like I knew I wanted to be a millionaire. So that means you got to figure the money game out. Right. So that's what I spent a lot of time figuring out the money game and was successful and did well financially. And honestly, I would look around. I'm like, why are people struggling so much with money? This isn't really that difficult. And I came to realize that there are a lot of emotions around money and there's a lot of what they call money scripts. So money behaviors that got ingrained when you were kids that are still controlling you today. And so I spent some time in the personal finance side and then learned something. Warren Buffett already knew this. I could have listened to him. He goes, nobody wants to get rich slowly. So if I offer a program and go, hey, get rich this weekend, everyone will hand me their money. None of them will get rich but me. <laughs> but if I told people, hey, I can make you rich over 10 years, everyone would be like, no, thanks. Yep. And they'd lose their money. And 10 years from now, they'd be in the same place they were. I also then from there pivoted a little because I learned that business owners weren't looking at their financials. I'm like, I don't get this. You're a business owner. Aren't you supposed to? understand the business of business. And then I realized, oh, they're doing what they love. And accounting is not the top of the list. (laughs) And so just in looking like, how am I going to pivot and do this? One of the programs that came up was Profit First. And everything that Mike talks about in the book, it's everything that I've been doing for years. So I was in complete alignment with what Mike was doing. And I'm like, you know what? I don't want to build a marketing program right? I don't want to do all of this work. I just want to go help people get wealthy. And so we partnered up and I became one of his certified people. And so this way we can use all his branding and I can do the parts of the business that I love. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's cool. It's it's a neat thing. And you hear about a lot of entrepreneurs, their journey. I want to help people in a certain aspect, in a certain reason and way. And just, it's really cool to to talk with you about that. And just from the financials perspective, where do you see with entrepreneurs, and I'm probably in the same, but where do you see them struggling with the accounting, with the financials a lot? So I think at different parts of the business, there mm-hmm. are different problems at each stage of business. So in the beginning, I think the first part is separation. Mm-hmm. Separate your personal finances from your business finances. So you don't, I, I don't, you don't need to create an LLC. You don't need to do all this fancy stuff. 
All you need to do is have a separate bank account and a separate credit card for your business so that everything that's part of your business goes through a separate channel. Because let's face it, we all forget. And if it's on a separate bank account and a separate credit card, everything gets captured electronically. Then you just have to have a system for capturing all of that from those different sources. And then this way, at least you know how much money is coming in and going out of your business. So I think that's number one. Number two, and more importantly, we talked about, I think you have a lot of people who are starting out on their journey. They're in the consulting and the services industry. You need to reverse engineer your business. So first question, how much do you need to make? Mm. See, because if you're desperate at home, no one's going to buy what you have to sell right? It's going to come across clear as day in your messaging. So we want to make sure you're on solid ground to begin with, but it's also figuring that out and reverse engineering it. Okay. This is how much money I need to make. How many hours a week do you want to work? How many hours do you need to serve clients? How many hours do you need to go out and network and do marketing? Mm -hmm. How many hours do you need to cover for just the general admin of your business? And sitting down and putting the actual numbers together and then saying, okay, based on all of this is how much I have to charge. Yeah, I think that's huge too. reverse engineering the whole process. I think a lot of times entrepreneurs starting out, they see the big picture, they see where they want to go, but then they forget to lay out the steps and it gets all mumbled and jumbled up together and we're tripping over things. You're like, oh, wait. I have that money coming out this month and I've been there and it's like trying to get a hold of all that. And in the beginning, I think you're going to need to bankroll the growth unless you've got a second source of income. So maybe you've got a spouse who works. Maybe you have a severance package. Maybe you have cash that you've saved. I know most people think that they've got the greatest business idea in three months. They're going to be up and running and they're going to be cash flowing like crazy. You'd be a one in a million if that's you. I think for most business owners, what we tell them the first year, don't expect to make any money. Second year, you start to get a little bit of traction. Third year is really when things start to get going. But what happens is most people probably don't make it to year three. And if you don't get through that, I think that's where you really struggle. So plan for multiple years, figure out how you're going to survive for multiple years And then what are the steps you need to take to get from where you are to where you want to be? Yeah, 100%. And I think having that vision and that path, that structure is so crucial. And and for me personally, like the numbers thing, the financials, like that's not my strength. Kind of like what you said, you saw that like the entrepreneurs, they're busy wanting to do everything else. And that part is the struggle, not a struggle, but not my area of genius. And so I I just kind of get by with it. So where can people, besides obviously coming to you for help, is there anything they can do on their own besides like what you just mentioned, getting a separate business bank account and keeping track of that? Are there other steps that they can get a handle on it until maybe they are able to come and invest in your service? Yeah. So for the first thing is people say you have to spend money to make money. Mm -hmm. The only people say that are the people taking your money. (laughs) So let's put that one aside. You don't necessarily need to spend money to make money, which is what your question relates to. Mm -hmm. So to start off, most of your numbers that you can begin with, I think can go on the back of a napkin. Make it simple. Let's not get complicated here. Mm -hmm. What are your basics? What do you actually need to start your business? If you can work out of the home, With a cell phone that you already have, let's start there. 
Yeah. You don't need fancy websites. I think in today's world, I don't even know if you need business cards. Too many. <laughs> we're spending half our day trying to figure out a logo and a business card. Mm. When's the last time you bought something because the guy had a great business card? Ne never. So focus on what's important. And I think the first step for you all to realize, we're all salespeople. And so you're going to have to get comfortable selling yourself and your services and not taking it personally. Somebody is saying no, it's because in this time, in this moment, this isn't what they're looking for. And I think that's the other thing. I think too often, especially when we're trying to sell services, we become the technician and we're trying to sell our technicals. Nobody buys technicals. And so I right. think it's understanding that. So the first question is, what is the biggest problem that the people you serve have and what is their desired outcome? If you're selling anything in between that, nobody cares. <laughs> Sell the problem, make it hurt, show them a path to a solution. And they don't want the technicals of the path. Just, hey, we can show you how to get from where you are to these results. Is that something you're willing to do? And then don't be afraid to put the price out there. And you, a lot of you may need to, you might need to get comfortable saying for a client like this, we usually charge $10,000 yep. and you need to say it cold, straight and dead, because if yep. you don't, you know, they're going to know and don't undercharge. When you undercharge, you get cheap clients who drive you up the wall. Yep. Premium that. pricing carries the day. So we're all into that. And, and we talked about money scripts when we first started. We, yeah. we all have our temperature. And the first time you go off and sell, you might be afraid to do that $10,000 package. Okay. We can start with a three or $4,000 package. But understand after two or three clients, the 3,000 goes to 5,000. Two or three more clients, the 5,000 goes to 10,000. Right. Build up to it, build your confidence show that you can do this and over time you can. The other thing we tend to forget about is, so we really got to back into scope creep and time. What are you delivering? How much time is it going to take you? And are they throwing extra stuff on your plate that is just not worth it? So if you look at me, we do not do bookkeeping and we don't do tax. Why? Okay. Because bookkeeping and tax are low value, low income. I'm not going to get paid anywhere near what I get paid for consulting to do bookkeeping and tax. So while I could generate revenue there, we say no. Yeah. And we have a hard and fast line. I will manage their bookkeeper and their tax person, but I'm not going to spend my hours in the weeds doing <laughs> unproductive work when I can do much higher value work. And within each of your areas, you should probably figure that out. One of yep. my favorite guys who's a coach is it's Alan Weiss. Alan Weiss. Okay. Yeah. I think he does million dollar consulting. Okay. Alan does $3 million a year in consulting. Do you know how many employees he has? Two. Zero. <laughs> you know how much he spends on office space? Zero. Zero. Yeah. That's why he drives a Rolls Royce. <laughs> <laughs> he realized all these things we think we need, we don't really need. Yep. And when his clients try to dump work on him, he dumps work back on them. <laughs> he goes, if you'd like a transcript, have your person write it up yep. or use this or do that. He learns to stay in his lane. He learned to sell very well. 
and he learns to hold his value. And I think those are the most important lessons. And I'll be honest, you're not going to start their day one. Right. You got the jitters. I get it. (laughs) Yep. We all have that fear, but little by little you practice and you do it, but you got to keep showing up. For sure. Yeah. I think, and that you hit the nail on the head right there. And it just looking back, even at my journey and a lot of my friends who I talked to about theirs starting out, you charge whatever pennies just to, to make ends meet, to get things going. And then you finally keep moving up. And what you said, it's just, it's right on the first three or a certain price and you move up. And that's what we've done at Elevate. And it's, it, people don't understand with that too, with that, you're able to then provide that better service. You're able to have better results for your clients because we've had people who are like, it's not in the budget. I'm like, that's fine. There's people that are less expensive. They're cheaper, but you're also going to get maybe, hopefully not, but less less good quality service I get because it's going to be them only being able to try to, to expand their bandwidth to all the clients. I think it's so critical to, to work up in that. And like you said, just say it out loud. Just get used to saying that price, which is so true because the first time I said a price that was a lot higher than I expected, it was like hard to get it out there. Now it's okay, whatever. It's fine. But yeah, it's such a good thing to, to practice even. And then shut up. Yes. Oh man, that's so hard for me. Golly, I'm a talker. So putting that price out there and just, if I'm on a phone call, I'll literally grab my mouth or put my hand in front of my mouth so I shut up. Hit the mute button. Yeah, or hit the mute button. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do, because I'll just be like, yeah, like I just want to talk. And it, that was a big thing I had to learn, which is let them process. And it's been good. But with that, so we are, you grow your profit, you're increasing your rates, things of that nature. Um, You have that separated bank account. How do we continue to maximize the profit we are bringing in without, like you said, you don't need a whole bunch of things without, so without throwing some of that away, but, or when is it, when's, where's the line keeping your profit versus investing back into the business from your perspective? So that's an interesting question you asked. You said investing back into your business. I'm going to invest in a business. Should it not provide a return on investment? Yeah. So if I'm going to invest in my business, what's the return going to be? Okay. If there's no return, then you're not investing back into your business. Will that right? return always be financial or are there other returns that people can look at? What is your opinion on that? I mean, at the end of the day, we're here in business to make a profit. So do you want to invest in your ego? Sure, mm-hmm. go ahead. But if it's not going to eventually lead to a return, then it's not investing in your business. It's not measurable, is it? Right. No. Yeah. So a couple of things just to keep in mind, because I know this gets, it comes back to the emotions again. One of the things with Profit First is we give every job, every dollar a job, and we Mm. put it in its place. So with Profit First, we actually open up multiple bank accounts, which I know scares people, but it's really (laughs) simple and it's not complicated. And anyone who tells you it is doesn't understand what we're doing. The first account we have is an income account. Because all our money comes in the income account. So I can look at the income account, right? About the 5th or the 10th of the month. And I know that I'm supposed to have $30,000 in income this month. Is there $30,000 in my money come in? No, I don't need bookkeeping software. I don't need anything. I look at my bank account, 30 grand came in. If 30 grand didn't come in, who didn't pay? Yep. And by the way, we automate payments up front and we get paid up front. So we don't have any of these issues. Yeah. The next thing we do is we take our money and we send it to a place. The first place we send it is profit. 
So what's your profit margin? 10, 20, 30%. 10, 20% goes into your profit account. Your profit account also serves as a reserve account. It saves as a vault account. It serves as a, oh, crap account. Mm. Like, it's there. The second place we put money is your pay account. Okay. And the reason we're putting money into your owner's pay account is because then it's easy for you to go, oh, that's my pay. I can take it out of the business. It removes the emotions out of it. Mm-hmm. Now, you may say to yourself, okay, let's say I'm billing 30 grand a month and my pay every month is 10 grand. So every month I'm going to take 10 grand out of my pay account. Let's say a couple months and I'm billing 35,000. Your pay account's automatically going to go up because the percentage going in goes up. And you'll start to see that build up a reserve so that let's say we only bill 15 one month. You're not freaking out because you built up a reserve in your pay account and it's there. Mm-hmm. Next is the one that everyone who's a first year entrepreneur forgets. There is somebody called the IRS. They have <laughs> guns. They take your money. They take a lot. Yep. Putting money aside for taxes. And this is big because you have to pay both sides of Social Security and Medicare. And you've got to pay federal. You've got to pay state. You might mm-hmm. have local. That stuff adds up to 20, 30, 35% of your total revenue. yeah. So you have to put a big chunk of change. If you're a highly profitable solopreneur, a big chunk of change goes into your tax account so that when tax time comes, you can just stroke checks. Yep. And then the last accounts are operating accounts. For most people who are, I think, in the coaching consulting realm, if you're a solo guy, gal, I think maybe 20, 25% for your operating expenses gives you more than enough money. And then you can sit down now and decide how am I going to spend my operating expenses? This is where, Hey, I want a new computer, new stuff. Do I have enough money in my operating account or am I taking it out of my paycheck? That's really what you have to decide. So we give every dollar a job. We put it in its place. When revenue goes up, it automatically overflows our accounts so that when revenue goes down, we're not freaking out. Things are smooth and we take a lot of the emotion out of it. Yeah. And it's easy to do because you just look at your bank accounts and you, you see how much money's in them. Do you have a particular bank that works well with opening those different accounts? Because I know and nothing against them. I have BMO, but it's a struggle to, to transfer money to different things and be able to do that back and forth with what I have. And so I didn't know if there's a good system that you guys refer people to as far as banking for those different accounts. Are you in Canada? No, Indiana. No. All right. Certain banks are better than other banks. Find is credit unions. Okay. And smaller regional banks tend okay. to be better. And if you look within your community, some of those smaller banks are more business owner oriented. Okay. And so look for them. Okay. And talk to them. Sometimes the banks will freak out. Why do you need all these accounts? You just <sighs> say, hey, we're doing treasury management. We need to put money in a particular place so that we're saving for taxes and all these things. It's no big deal. We're going to have a handful of transactions. And usually they will be okay. Every so okay. often you get people who are just a little nutty. I gotcha. But we don't pay for bank accounts. So if you're paying for bank accounts, number one flag go look for another vendor to do business with. Gotcha. And does it have to be like a specific, this is for business banking or can it be like any ally you open up a personal, but it's tagged as for business. 
Does that right? Matter? So if you are not an LLC, if uh-huh. you're just running under your own name, which is perfectly fine, you can just go open five personal bank accounts. And what we do is we actually name them. Mm-hmm. Go into your bank on your online screen and we name each bank account. And we put our percentages mm-hmm. for how much money goes into each. So it's clear and easy to see. And you know where your money's going and how it's getting there. Right. But for if you do have an LLC, there's specific banks that you, a business banking account you have to open, or can you just open any? If you're under an LLC, then you have to open a business bank account. And again, you'll open five business bank accounts. It's no big deal. The banks should, you got to go find a business friendly bank that's not yeah. going to hammer you with fees. Yeah, for sure. I think that's a big one. And that's one of, then that's why I've been considering changing and moving from the one I'm using just because of the fees that they say they have. And just, it's not easy to, open up another account to transfer because this is what I've been wanting to do. And it's just been a, a, it's been a pain. And so the biggest stumbling block to profit first is opening the bank accounts. (laughs) But at the end of the day, you should be able to do it in an hour and then you'll be good to go. Yeah. Just go do it. Yep. So that's what I've been just trying to find the right one that business friendly, but it is easy to utilize and open because the one I have is not, but I think this has been that right there was great. Just having, those different accounts to keep track of everything so you don't get all over the place. What are your thoughts on business credit or credit cards for business growth? What kind of your thoughts on those? So we love to use credit cards that pay us, Okay, but we don't like to pay interest. I'm fine with using them for your day-to-day operations because everything then gets tracked and it's in one place, but you need to pay your bill at the end of the month. And if you can't, that's a signal that you've got a a revenue generation problem Mm -hmm. or an expense problem. Mm -hmm. And it really depends on what your top line is. So if you're not bringing in a lot of clients, then it's a revenue problem. If you're bringing in a lot of revenue and you're not being able to pay your bills, it's an expense problem. Gotcha. Yeah. And those both need to be (laughs) fixed, whichever one it is. And that's, again, another reason why, you know, understanding the worth of what you're doing is important and charging that again, it just goes at the end of the day, be able to provide a better service, be able to grow your business and and provide for yourself even still. And that's, I think why so many entrepreneurs get burnt out or don't succeed is because they don't want to do that. Or they have that block, that script from previous measures that keeps them from getting to that. Correct. And you have to make sure that your costs include the cost of taxes because that's a big expense in business and your overhead and whatever else you need to cover. So make sure that you're putting money aside and you're pricing based on that. Yeah. Then that's something we did. We looked at what's it cost for us per client to have that, have, have the level of service that we have. And then the percentages of everything else, taxes, paying people, owners, things like that. And then breaking that down and saying, okay, so this is what we need to be aiming for. And then of course, as things in, inflate in the country and in the world, that has to be taken into consideration some too, I think. It does. So if it's costing you $50 to deliver something to a client, you probably need to probably be charging in excess of 150 Yeah. Like you need to have those kinds of margins to cover all of this. And if you Mm -hmm. don't, then you will be struggling. And that's why you just don't have the margins you need to handle the business. For sure. Again, Rocky, this has been very good, very insightful. Even for me, just learning, continuing to learn and just getting those golden nuggets. What was kind of something that, you know, with your journey with Profit Comes First and everything you've done, 
if you could go back 10, 20 years <laughs> back, what would you tell yourself to help yourself elevate what you're doing uh, quicker or, or maybe in a better way? I would have started this 20 years ago <laughs> instead of when I did. I started it way late. Okay. I've always said that good is the enemy of great. When <laughs> you're comfortable, you tend not to take that extra step. And there's always a little bit of fear, especially walking away from a paycheck. But at the end of the day, when you're working for a paycheck, you have one client. Yep. And they can fire you at any time. And as we're talking right now, everyone's saying the big R word. <laughs> People are getting laid off left and right. So I don't see that as... Job security doesn't exist anymore. So I think that was one big thing. I think the second thing is too often we're all trying to search for some new gimmick to do instead of just going back to the basics, which is where we started. What are the biggest problems that you see around you that people are encountering? Which ones can you fix? And which ones are people willing to pay a lot of money to have fixed? And if you can do that, and find that niche, then you're golden. But just because people have a problem doesn't mean they're willing to pay to fix it. <laughs> and certain problems come with small price tags and certain yep. problems come with big price tags. And so you just have to figure out, you think through it up front to say, hey, what are some big problems that I can find that I have the ability to solve that bring me energy? Mm. And that I would enjoy working on yeah. and then figure out how to make that business possible. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's good. Good advice there. And again, Rocky, we appreciate you being on Elevate Your Brand today and all you shared. Where can people connect with you and find out more about Profit Comes First? So before they do that, can I ask yeah. your guests to do us a favor? Sure. If you like what Chris is doing and what Elevate's doing, can you just hit that like button down there at the bottom? It's got to be somewhere on here. And second best, if you know someone else who's struggling, who could use the information that he's sharing, go ahead and share this with them because they will appreciate you for bringing them such valuable information. For sure. I appreciate that. He did my clothes for me, so I don't have to anymore. That's perfect. <laughs> for those of you who would like to learn more about how to implement profit first, I have a podcast. It's called The Profit Answer Man. Wherever you listen to your podcast, you can find it. All we do is teach how to implement this system and how to think more profitably in your business. So everything you need, we give away for free. We don't hide anything. We just, for some people, they'd rather us do it than them do it. And so they become clients. Awesome. Yeah, guys, definitely get connected with Rocky and uh, tune into his podcast. And like he said, check out our show, subscribe to it, leave us a review because together we can do more. We can reach more people through that. So thanks again, Rocky, for being on Elevate Your Brand. And until next time, everybody, keep working. And thanks so much for tuning into this episode today. If you found value at all from this episode, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It just helps us get this show, these messages out in front of more people. And don't forget to share this with someone who you think could benefit from listening to as well.